Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina Justison, here with Vicki Tillman and Kim Smythe. And we are happy to be talking about all things homeschool high school. And today, all things homeschool high school and holiday. Yeah, wow, that's a lot of H's. We're just alliterating up a story. And I was going to say, why is she saying holiday instead of Christmas? We're I almost Christian said Christmas. bloggers. And we are all about Christmas, but it didn't alliterate. And I had the opportunity. How about some creative Christmas credits? Ooh. Ooh. It's time to get up, Kim. It is. <laughs> I'm just gonna like make sure I have no other alarms set yeah. right now. Yes, we're all just gonna yeah. check those little those little. Uh, <laughs> My phone is silent on silent, things, but, but the it, alarm still goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So after that rather alarming mm. episode, it was awesome. Yes, it was. It was an awesome. Alarm. It was awesomely alarming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell we've all had coffee this morning. If Marilyn is listening to this, she is appalled. Uh, at appalled. <laughs> <laughs> and if you you're just... appalled, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> this is out of control this morning. <laughs> All right, we're going to try to offer you something of substance as well as a lot of chuckles. <laughs> we hope that you're chuckling along with us. And if not, you can chuckle at us and that's okay too. So we, we want to talk about Christmas, and we want to talk about credits, and whether the rest of the podcast alliterates or not, we want to talk about ways to still be working on high school and earning credits and having real learning experiences that are worthwhile, but also be okay with the fact that it's the Christmas holiday season and that there are lots of unusual things going on. There are extra demands on our time. There are lots of distractions for our students and for moms. And uh, we, need, we need to make those things work well together. So some kids need to do their regular schoolwork, especially things like math where they might lose progress. They just need to keep doing that through the holiday season or they have to start all over it. You know, they lose it. But a lot of kids can take a little bit of time off of core subjects or set aside the normal curriculum and earn hours in a creative way. Mm-hmm. So make creative Christmas credits to level up a, a credit or just have some meaningful fun. So set it all aside or hold on to things like math and then still jump in with some good stuff. Because there's not one right, right way, way to do the Christmas homeschooling. <laughs> there you That's go. Right. And you know, right from the beginning, we'll start off with if you are a family that really thrives on structure, if mom needs the structure of we are doing school up until this day and school looks like school, and if you have a kid, mm. some kids, especially um, kids who have some sensory issues and stuff, tend to really need things to be the way they're supposed to be. And keeping to your regular homeschool schedule may be a lifesaver in your holiday season. Mm -hmm. So if that's what is working for you, Mm. that's what you Mm -hmm. should do because that's working for you. But if you're not, and if you're looking for some ways to mix things up a little bit but not feel like, oh, well, we just lost all those days and we're just going to have to school longer into the spring to make them up. Um, So we're going to look at things kind of in categories and we're going to try to think of some ways to encourage you to earn those creative Christmas credits and um, piggyback on what you're doing in life anyway. 
And we all know that homeschooling and life are very closely related. Because all of life is education. Mm -hmm. Lifelong learning. Absolutely. But the holiday season provides some unusual opportunities for learning in a different environment, learning with different people, um, learning through events that you don't get to participate in the rest of the year. So let's just sort of look at some opportunities. Let's start with events. So what are some of the things that we can expect to happen during the holiday season um, event-wise that then we can turn into educational opportunities that will actually translate into credit hours? So attending Christmas concerts. Mm. So you got, you know, relatives and a college or elementary Mm. choir. Those are all fine arts hours. Yeah, Mm. log it down. Yeah, oh, log yeah. it. Yes, log it means write it down. down. Don't try to remember it later and recreate it. Log it as it's as it's coming up. Keep those log sheets handy. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. put it in your phone, even if you don't have a log sheet. Make a note somewhere. Write it on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> because Save. if it's not recorded, it didn't, it didn't happen. happen. Right. Yes, save right. the program. If you're there, encourage your student to save the program. There you go. And make Good it their one. responsibility to come home and log it on that sheet. Good one. Um, our churches typically do lots of extra things and unusual mm. things. And um, area churches, even if your church is not one, that, that there's a, a church near here that does a, um, a strings concert every year at Christmas Mm -hmm. and strings are not something I get to hear enough of so Mm -hmm. I look forward to that Um, but those those types of things really easy time to find free fine arts events yeah yeah and it's arts appreciation a lot of times if you've got a kid who just is struggling to get a fine arts credit in Mm. attending different kinds of artsy based activities is a way to log hours and get a fine arts credit, get that out of the way. Absolutely, and you can even get, if you look around, sometimes um, some of the higher level um, professional organizations will offer free rehearsals. Or if you have special needs in your family where going to a full event is really challenging, you know, maybe like you mentioned a kid with sensory issues or even mobility issues or whatever, um, or attention issues, sometimes you can go to, to an orchestra rehearsal for free, and they like having mm-hmm. a, little a little bit of an audience, audience right? for yeah. some response. Yeah. Or a, a big Christmas production, like mm. our, our local area has a, you know, a grand opera house, and a lot of times they're big drama productions or, or opera kinds of things. Mm. They, the kids can go watch the dress rehearsal. Yeah. So those is, you know, church Christmas programs, you know, you got the kids doing the nativity. It's all a chance to have a creative experience with the the truth of Christmas. Yeah. Very good. Okay, we know that frequently we have gatherings, parties, uh, reunions, all kinds of stuff, family and community and homeschool co-op and Mm. all these sorts of things. And one thing that I never thought about much when my Uh, when my kids were still in high school that I wish I had was the planning element of that. There is a lot to be learned through event planning, time management and um, menu creation and delegating and managing people and communication Mm -hmm. skills, all of that kind of stuff. And so teens would really do well. They're going to need those skills in college, in the workplace, Mm -hmm. and when they have families (laughs) of their own, right. And getting them involved in not just please help out, 
go set, you know, go set food on the table. So, but the, mm. the two weeks before that, when the moms are meeting to plan something or when the, the, the older people in the family are putting the plans in place to include your teens. And that really can be, if you log those hours, you know, learning how to plan and organize time and organize stuff, getting those things together, those are life skills that can be logged in health credit. Mm. So if you've got kids who are needing to level up their credit a little bit, doing real life experiences that are going to matter. Oh, yeah. That it's a good idea. I believe that's called project management in the business world. Am I right? Career oh. exploration. Oh. There you go. Okay. Career exploration. And just so stinking valuable. Yes. Yeah, all around. Yeah, yeah. Really so, is. so teens really are not children anymore. They don't need to be. Oh, go do so and so. You can really help them find themselves and be more prepared for adulthood by including them in on the process of events. And then you can pull financial literacy in there because there are typically budgets associated Indeed. with oh, the absolutely. events that you are planning, and absolutely. that was something that was quite eye-opening to um, my kids who have gotten married when we set about to create a wedding budget. Oh my. Wow, that's a big dose of life. And if you've had that on a smaller level with a a family Christmas party or a reunion or something like that, um, it might not be quite as shocking and nauseating when it's (laughs) time to do it for your wedding. Yeah, Yeah, it's stunning, isn't it? Oh, it certainly (laughs) is. Okay, so events uh, we've talked about. You can also just create events that um, that fill a need that you're mm-hmm. trying to beef up in, in credit hours. So um, if you need public speaking, if you need oh, um, yeah. some some drama kind of thing to readers theater, you know we've we've got um, we've got lots of fun stories of throwing a readers theater group together and saying okay let's let's all do this let's bring these characters to life with our voices and let's read around the room and let's and it's and it's out of their comfort zone but that's a piece of public speaking so it gets the kids public speaking experience that they need for their transcript mm-hmm. also if they're going through a readers theater through a play then that's a book for their book list mm-hmm. so true. it's useful so if they went to sevensistershomeschool.com, they can find posts on how to do Reader's Theater. Theater. They certainly can. Yeah. They and can even find a Christmas play, The Christmas Carol War, that okay. is easy to do with um, various size groups. If you've got mm-hmm. as much as six kids, you could easily do it. And various ages. What ages? Various ages. Yeah, um, yeah young, I right? wrote it actually for a children's church production. So the mm. kids were mm, six years old up to mm. about 13, 14. Right. Um, the, the bulk of the speaking, you have three three real roles, you know, yeah. and then lots of, of smaller Connectors. things. So, yeah, but it's material-wise, it is safe and fun for everybody. Indeed. But it has something thought-provoking for teens in there. Mm about the rules that we put on on how we celebrate Christmas. And uh, it might be a good conversation starter, too. So mm. shameless plug. I, I had a lot go. of fun writing it. I had a lot of fun doing it with a group of kids. And it did start some cool conversations. Too. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it. And I do remember it. Very thought-provoking. All right. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So other kinds, <clears throat> excuse me, other kinds of traditions, not necessarily events so much, but basic baking. Uh, not too many families completely skip the whole baking thing at Christmas. There's usually something. There's cookies or there's breads or there's pies or there's... Mm. Um, what does that have to do with high school? 
how can we make it have something to do with science <laughs> right <laughs> all right well so you log some science hours if you do it honestly so yeah. you talk about the changes that are happening in the baking process and so we've got mixtures and we've got you know, chemical reaction and, and liquids and, all and solids and all that stuff. So you have to be honest with it and sure. make a discussion oh, out yeah. of it and then just, you know, be limited in how much you log. But that can add to chemistry or general science mm -hmm. lab hours. Math, too, if you're, if you're, multi, if you're halving a recipe. That's true. Or, and, yes. We have done, yeah, we yeah. have done a lot of that and we have... We have messed up messed a up. few times, <laughs> not doing it yeah. well. I was wondering if we were going to admit that. Or oh, not. Um, <laughs> yeah, why not? Yes. <laughs> An another thing about baking is the tradition of, mm. you know, usually when we're baking at Christmas, it's because it's a, a recipe that's important to us, right. like passed down from grandma or great grandma oh, right. or, you know, we have... In our family, we have stolen on Christmas morning, which is uh, a German bread. Yeah. And uh, that came back to us about five generations back when my wow. grand father's family came from Germany. So that's a tradition and we talk about that tradition and then we talk about the German heritage and then we tell amusing family stories oh. like the aunt that got mad and took all the family heirlooms and put them in the barn and burned them down to <gasps> Oh my. <laughs> wow. Truth is stranger than Wow. Like, I'll show you, you know, wow. I'm burn up all the. Wow. And so we, we tell family stories. And that makes uh, like a life skill in that it keeps us rooted. Mm. Right. But it also, mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing world history, oh, yeah. you log real life cultural hours to that. Or if you're doing writing, Mm. You take the stories of those the stolen or the cookies oh. and the and you make it into a family narrative. Mm. Which by the way By the way. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you tell us about We have a new writing guide available at SevenSistersHomeschool.com. Vicki Tillman a number of years ago wrote um, a short story writing guide for family narrative. And it has been wildly popular. It is a really great um, starting point, especially for kids who don't right. feel like they're comfortable with creative writing and are not natural storytellers. So then we got this bright idea this year and said, wouldn't it be fun to take that idea and, and crystallize it down into a, just a one-week project that is specifically writing a holiday family narrative? And so it's, it's laid out in five lessons, um, and it's very, very much guided to, to really talk kids through how to pick what story they're going to tell, how to decide what kind of tone they want it to have, what kinds of questions they need to get answered in it. And it's fun. It's it, You end up with a really nice edited, proofread story by the end, but it's in a week. And it's a part of an idea that we came up with this year to give you a break and something a little bit different for a week. And this is something that we hear from a lot of families is their they're not willing to just write off the whole month of December, but they really feel the need to change things up. And even just a week would, would feel like such a neat breathing space and a fun space. And so we created the Twas the Week Before Christmas homeschool curriculum mm -hmm. bundle. Indeed. And the holiday family narrative is a part of that. The Christmas Carol War script for Reader's Theater is a part of that. Um, we also have literature as a part of it and some unusual literature and some um, 
some shorter things uh, to encourage fine arts and crafts and science experiences and uh, Christmas carols and spiritual introspection, a uh, little bit of all kinds of stuff. One of the things I'm really excited about, besides the, the family narrative, is there's a cinema studies guide in there so mm. that kids can delve into a cultural part of our our Western culture mm. is uh, the Christmas Carol. Mm. So let's just okay. shamelessly plug shamelessly that. plug that. Okay. Mm. Well, we we are going to be doing more with this in the future, mm -hmm. um, and you can look for that in in the coming months. Cinema Studies for Literature Learning, and it's a really great tool for kids who are a bit intimidated by reading who maybe struggle enough with the process of reading that then digging deeper to analyze what's happening in the story just gets overwhelming and they give you the deer in the headlights look, mm -hmm. you know. Mm. And the truth is that many, many excellent movies are telling stories that contain all of those elements for analyzing and, and discussion. Um, and they're being put out there in the movie format, mm. which is a whole lot less intimidating. So this does not replace the reading of books. And that's certainly mm. just, you have to keep plugging, even if it's hard for you. But it gives the critical thinking skills <clears throat> and the, the tools for being able to love literature as you read. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So we started with A Christmas Carol and we used the 1984, it was actually made for television version, but with George C. Scott as oh, Ebenezer yes. Scrooge. And um, one of the reasons I chose that was because it was George C. Scott, and he's mm -hmm. quite wonderful. Um, another reason I chose it is because it is fairly faithful to the book, and some versions of A Christmas Carol that have been brought to the screen are not. So hopefully it's going to be a bridge for kids, too, that might not have read the book yet. It's not a terribly long book, and it is really very accessible if you just take a deep breath and say, okay, I know it's by Dickens, but I can do it anyway, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so hopefully it will open that door. So that's included in Twas the Week Before Christmas Curriculum Bundle. Bundle. <laughs> yes. And it can also be purchased yeah. separately. And so with the, the family narrative and um, and the, the cinema thing. Studies. Mm -hmm. Cinema talk. studies for literature learning. There you go. <laughs> for the Christmas Carol. That gives high schoolers a good... Christmassy feel, but also some roots in their traditions and useful hours logged for language mm -hmm. arts. Mm -hmm. And while we're at it, let's just tie one more in because there's also a, a traditional literature guide for hymns and creeds, which then brings a lot of the things mm. that we that we have more of in our um, church services and and various traditional um, ceremonies and celebrations yeah. around the holidays, and it it encourages teens to dig into yeah. the history of those and what the meaning of some of those phrases that we just recite or we just see on on things and don't really think about so yeah. Also. All right. Sorry about that. It was a little, little well, excited about, about it. Yeah. Long yeah. Shameless yeah. Plug. Yeah. But the cool thing is that like we've just kind of pulled together stuff that you could you could kind of do some of that and pull some of that together Absolutely. yourself. But at this Absolutely. time of year, we're all so busy anyway. We just wanted to make it easy yeah. for you. And right. it's at a discount, so that too. Yeah, that too. And are there still mugs available while we're totally shamelessly plugging? Well, there are, but who knows when people are going to listen yeah, to the podcast. Yeah, if you listen to this, so it might be it, too late. Yeah, who knows? But <laughs> we had a limited edition run of um, I'm the Seventh Sister coffee mugs, and they have been quite popular, and we are not going to do any more in that exact design because we thought it would be cool to leave that at a 
ooh, that was the limited edition first <laughs> yeah. run coffee mug, you know. They're purple but inside. They are purple inside. I wonder who designed those mugs. <laughs> oh my, I can't imagine Sabrina. who that might have been. Someone who is wearing purple pants today, possibly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway. let's get back to some, some ideas. How about people? We're with people around the holidays that we often are not with a lot, whether it's older relatives where we get a whole different, you were talking about history. I love, mm. I love encouraging that, um, multi-generational conversation beyond just the let grandma ramble about whatever she wants to ramble. But specifically, I, I can remember being at my grandmother's table. We went to my, my grandmother's house in Indiana every year when I was growing up. And I can remember sitting at that table and having described to me for the first time how during the war, um, they would get the, um, what was it? They, they couldn't get, oh dear, I'm getting it backwards now, but the, the, the color packet to put, to mix into the, in the oleo. Yes. Oh. So that oh. it, yeah. And I can remember them describing that and then talking about the different shortages and then the different things that they would use to replace. And it turned into like this, we spent almost a whole day talking about all of these different things from World War II. Wow. And then it was this aunt and that aunt pulling things out and pictures of my Uncle Wilbur in his uniform. And, oh. and, it t and nobody set it up to be, this was, this was a World War II day that we were going to study. Mm -hmm. But I learned a lot that day, and it stayed with me all these years. So those, those opportunities to just tap into living history in our relatives. Yeah. And when you do that, I mean, this is not, it's not cheating. It's not cheesy. You log down the hours that you spent because that's real life history. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be in a boring history text to be real life history. And how much more meaningful is it? And how much more does it stay with us? Yep. If you had read those same things in that book, would you have remembered that? Unlikely. And, and here I and, am all these decades later, and I can still vividly picture different heirlooms that were brought out and shown. Mm -hmm. And yeah. It, it's powerful history. Yeah. And is. I can, uh, you know, it helps kids get in touch with their roots. And people who are in touch with their roots are healthier people. So I, I have a... Uh, an assignment I give my clients as a counselor is during the holidays, you find out holiday stories because very often Americans anymore don't know any family stories at all. Mm. And so they're rootless culture. If you're not rooted mm. in something, you're rooted in stuff. Mm. Mm. And Wow, that was profound. Say that is. again. If you're not rooted in something like history, tradition, values, you're rooted in stuff. And so when we learn family stories, that's health, that's psychology, yeah. that's history, but it's, it's making a person whole. Wow. That we could end right there because yeah. that was just excellent. Take that home with you people. Carry that around because mm -hmm. we do not, we do not thrive when we are rooted mm -hmm. in stuff. Mm -mm. Wow. Sometimes we even drown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we, we, uh, we're, we're talking about events. We're talking about traditions. We're talking about people and the arts. Um, we're talking about unusual resources like movies even. Um, there are also lots of opportunities around the holidays to encourage an attitude of service and oh, to yeah. get experience with things like early childhood education because you offer to take the little ones into the other room and play games with them for an hour 
while they're waiting for dinner. Or, Instead you know, of sitting on the cell phone while grandma talks and, yes. you know, texting with all the friends, either volunteer to do cooking with grandma or cleaning the dishes or watching the little ones. So early childhood education, human development, log those hours. Okay. And mm-hmm. if you do some little fine arts and crafts with the littles, then you're, you're, you're yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the kids, so many things at once. Yeah, it, yeah. And to be service minded yes. mm. and not stuff minded or self minded is so important for healthy development for teens. So true. And if everybody pitches in and does a little bit together, it, it makes yeah. the whole thing come together and it's no longer uh, being taking advantage of a presentation. You yeah. know, like our kids are so used to being... The consumer audience consumer. mindset. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you talk about those things ahead of time. Like we're going yeah. to have all the relatives mm-hmm. over, we're going over here. What are the ways we can build who we are as people or build mm. the transcript or both? So that the teens have a vision of what they're creating in themselves and, and in their environment. Mm-hmm. We also have um, talked about, it's, it's been in some blog posts in the past at sevensistershomeschool.com, but about making good use of family gatherings for even very specific things. And this does require thinking ahead. But if you've got a teen that is working on some career exploration... If you know that an uncle who's a lawyer is going to be at the family gathering at such oh, and yeah. such, shoot him an email or a text ahead of time and say, could I pick your brain for 15 minutes? Indeed. And ask questions about how you became a lawyer, what a week actually looks like in your life, what are the things that work well for you and what are, are the struggles, all of those kinds of things. Talk to different people in your family who are living out different career paths and very intentionally ask them some questions that will help you learn where you might be headed after high school. Way better than arguing politics. Oh, oh my. my. <laughs> <laughs> like, have a useful family gathering, and usually the relatives are really excited to talk about their work. Mm-hmm. And especially if they've been given just a little bit of a heads up, mm-hmm. then they don't get blindsided while they were just hoping to go for another slice of pie. You know, somebody <laughs> yeah. wants to talk to them. <laughs> We also frequently have the opportunity to host, I I know this happens a lot, at least in our local community, to host Mm -hmm. an international student at um, some sort of family dinner. Mm -hmm. Our family this year at at our extended family's Thanksgiving hosted two international students. And um, again, if you've prepped your teen a little bit ahead of Mm -hmm. time, it's don't just be polite and then move on. International students are very eager to talk about, excuse me, their home culture and the struggles that they experience coming here and the things that they love about being here and that whole process. If you if you choose to be that brave, and to pack up and go and live in another Mm -hmm. country for an extended period of time, you're probably very eager to talk about that experience with other people. And so, what a great chance for teens to to get out of their own little American bubble. And, uh, yeah. and so it's social skills, which is health credit. Oh. It's also geography. Mm-hmm. So log those hours. Mm-hmm. All right. Are there other things that I've forgotten? That's everything we had in our notes for today. An awful lot of this is about giving yourselves permission to not cheat at all, but to look around and pay attention to the learning that is happening through these unusual events during the Christmas season and then find smart, straight up, full of integrity ways to log the learning that's been happening. Yeah, and it really, by doing that and involving the teen in the process, it helps empower the teens to live intentionally, to 
to plan and take control of their lives and not just be stuff oriented. Mm -hmm. Very good. And if you're looking for a sort of easy, um, here's a place that we could just start. Kim's right. We designed the Twas the Week Before Christmas homeschool bundle in case you're just feeling overloaded with trying to be creative and come up with all kinds of stuff. And you think, yeah, this is cool. I want to do this. But could somebody please just sort of give me something to get me started? Indeed. Mm -hmm. So you can find that at sevensistershomeschool.com in the ebook store. And we hope that your Christmas is filled with all of the, wait, I don't want to use the word stuff because that's the word we're getting away from. So all of the um, some things that are worth being rooted in. Mm. The people, the traditions, <laughs> yes. the there Lord, um, his word, the the beautiful things that will actually shape us and build us up and make us stronger and help us to love God and to love one another. Wow. And protect us from stuff. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Could we invite folks to come and visit us at sevensistershomeschool.com or our Facebook page. So there's a Facebook page for the Homeschool High School podcast and for Seven Sisters Homeschool. Mm -hmm. We certainly could. Yeah. We certainly come, could. come to our Facebook page and share your ideas for what you do around mm -hmm. the Christmas season. Yes, please. In your homeschool. Do you take a break? Do you stick with the usual stuff? If you mix it up a little bit, what do you do? What yeah. works for your family? And go to iTunes. That'd be great. And subscribe to the Homeschool High School podcast. And leave a review and some stars, if you would. We would really appreciate that. It will help other homeschooling high school families find us and find encouragement that they may be looking for in a podcast format. And if you are struggling to figure out what you should be rooted in and you need a little coaching, I recommend that you go to VickiTillmanCoaching.com because uh, getting, getting a little help in figuring out where you are and where you're going next can be invaluable. And it's funny, there's something about coming to the end of a calendar year and launching into a new calendar year that, mm. that raises questions for a mm. lot of people. So if those questions are coming up and you're not quite sure how to explore them and how to take next steps, look for some life coaching. VickiTillmanCoaching.com. Mm -hmm. Highly recommended. Mm -hmm. Well, may your Christmas preparations be merry and bright. And um, may you join us again for Indeed. the next yes. episode of the Homeschool High School podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com. Brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. See you soon. Merry Christmas. Yeah.